Hey guys, welcome back to Mindset Managed with me, S.R. Crawford. Today's topic is practicing the pause. There is so much power, there is so much beauty, there is so much clarity in pausing. Pressing pause. A lot of us live our lives constantly on play, constantly going forwards. And some of us are even on fast forwards. We're trying to speed through life. Instead of being able to go backwards, instead of stopping completely, we can at least pause. And there's so much power, as I say, in pause. And having it as an active practice can change even the smallest of things and in the smallest of ways and in the biggest of things. And the biggest of ways. So we all should pause before judging. It is so easy to judge other people. It is so easy to judge ourselves. We all think that we are the judge and the jury. That we get to determine what is right and what is wrong. We look at life and other people's life through our own perception. And we look from the outside in. And therefore, with so little evidence, it can be easy to condemn someone, to say that they're a criminal, to say that they've faulted, they've done wrong. And that's not true. And the same goes for you. You might be you and therefore have a lot more information about yourself than you do other people. But that doesn't mean that you deserve judgment. That doesn't mean that you should be condemned. Pause. Take a moment to step back. Take a moment to look at it with fresh eyes, with awareness, with objectivity. To see the truth of who you are. To see the truth of what you've done, of what you value. If you have made a mistake, you've done something wrong, then own up to it. Allow that guilt to mean that you've taken responsibility, you've taken accountability, and you've owned up and you've moved on. There is no need for judgment. Judgment doesn't serve us. Pause before assuming One of the four agreements is don't make assumptions. And I think this is such a big one. It's one of the underappreciated agreements. Because we assume so many things about other people. Again, it comes down to judgment. We fill in these gaps and we therefore create these stories and believe them to be true. We hold on to them so tightly that we believe they are fact when actually they're fiction. When actually they're a figment of our imagination. When actually they're conspiracy theories. Because conspiracy theories are stories with holes in them. With incomplete information and just assuming things. But if you pause before you assume, you realise that you have very little evidence for what you think you have. For what you think you've deemed to be true. And this comes from, again, yourself as well. Don't assume things about yourself. Don't fill in gaps and holes inside of your, your story and believe something to be true about yourself, your past, your abilities that might not be the whole story. If we can practice pausing before we react, before we react harshly, we can avoid doing and saying things that will later regret. We can move forwards instead of backwards. We can decide to make a different choice. When we pause, we can break that chain. We can serve ourselves and others in so many ways. Because the real true power of the pause, of pausing, 
It's peace. It's clarity. It's silence. It's breath. It's possibility. It's awareness. It's control. It's center. It is all things. When we pause, we see more clearly. When we pause, we realize that we've not been looking at things in the right way. When we pause, we see the situation for what it really is. We see people for who they really are. When we pause, we can make a different choice. When we pause, we can have a break. We can have a breather. When we're pausing, we are aware of what we're doing, how we're feeling, what we're thinking. Are we reacting? Are we reacting to a trigger? Are we reacting to a person? Are we assuming things about a person? Are we judging? Are we judging ourselves? We all act rashly, recklessly, without awareness. But if we pause, we can react with intention. We can be mindful of what we're saying and what we're doing. It is so key to pause in the middle of a thought loop or a negative dialogue. To be aware and pause and say, whoa, I've just said something really awful about myself here. I don't want to believe that. That's not true. I'm taking a breath here. To pause when you're afraid and you're about to give up or give in and say, hey, maybe it's all right that I feel this fear and I do the thing anyway. Because again, as I say, when we pause, we have power over our actions. When we pause, we are better in control of what we're doing and how we're doing it. When we pause, we serve ourselves. We do justice to ourselves. We can make values-based decisions rather than fear-based decisions. When we pause, we can think, oh, actually, maybe I've been thinking about this all wrong. When we pause, we can channel the inside, the center, the spirit. We can think clearly. We can clear the clutter. We can feel at peace and breathe and be in the silence of that moment. Even if it's only one second, that's one precious, beautiful, abundant second that has so much power. And then we press play again and we're slower. We're more intentional. We're more aware. We're a lot clearer. We show kindness to ourselves and to others. We have awareness of ourselves and of others. We see truth. We find answers. We take action. And the action is more powerful, more intentional, more authentic, more true to who we are, what we need, or who we want to be. Instead of being in this fast-paced world of recklessness and gossip and hate and self-loathing, instead of being in this world of comparison, of fastness, of ease, instead of being in this world of rights and wrongs and do's and don'ts and boxes and labels, instead of being in this world of fast forward, instead of being in this world of constant play, and by play of course I mean going, not, you know, joy, (laughs) Um, we are setting ourselves up to fail, we are walking willingly into this mind prison, but when we just take one second, ten seconds to pause we bring that power and that awareness back to us. We realize that we have a choice to make in each moment. 
that we can be in control of how we tackle a situation. We can't control all things. We can't control people. We can't control the world. We can't control time. But we can control how we react and what we do. And when we just pause, we're taking that control back. There is so much power in the pause. And pausing is a practice. Perhaps the most important and the most easy that we all have at our fingertips. I wanted to tag this episode onto another one. They originally were two different episodes, but I've decided to put them together because the first one was kind of short. And I think that they do actually correlate a lot. Practicing the pause is all about, for me, having that control over our peace. There are so many things in the world that will disturb our peace. There's so many times when we'll disturb our own peace, even without realising it. And I think that practising the pause helps us to gain a bit of peace back, to realise that we have the option to choose peace, to choose harmony, to choose calmness, to choose beauty and clarity. And I, for one, want to be able to choose that all the time. But most importantly, I want to be able to choose that for my life forever. When you ask anyone in the world, what do you want for your life? What is your goal for your life? How do you want to feel? Most people say that they want to be happy. But the truth is, happiness is an emotion. It is akin to joy, although some people would argue that they're different. Happiness, therefore, is fleeting. Happiness, therefore, is something that can be given and taken away. Um, You can't feel happy all the time. I think perhaps what people mean is not that they want to be happy, but they want to be content. They want to generally feel satisfied with their life, to not want to change too much in their life and satisfaction and contentment if you say it in another way is basically feeling like you are enough that you have enough that your life is enough Brené Brown says that the opposite of scarcity you know this mindset of lack of not having enough or being enough the opposite of it isn't abundance which is an infinite amount of things and endless amounts of things instead the opposite of scarcity is enough. Recognising that you are enough, recognising you have enough, recognising your life is enough. Not seeking more and not having less, just having the right amount. And that for me, again, lines with this idea of peace, being at peace with what you have, being at peace with who you are, being at peace with your life. Not wanting to change anything, not wanting to escape. And another word that I really like that goes along with all of this is freedom. You feel free when you're at peace, when you're content, and also you create your own freedom by being at peace and being content. What I mean is, and it's something I've explored on my blog with the Finding Clarity series, so you can check out srcrawford.co.uk. On that series, what I've realised is that by choosing certain metrics for success and happiness, certain measurements for success and happiness. We decide what is right and what is wrong for ourselves, what is enough for ourselves, what good things looks like in our own lives, what success looks like for our own lives, what our best looks like for our own lives, and what our happiness looks like in our own lives. We get to decide. And that idea is giving yourself permission to not follow rules set by anyone else, giving yourself permission to not follow what society decides 
is what success is or what happiness is, not what your parents decide, not what your grandparents decide, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, not what your partner decides, not what your friends decide, not what social media decides, none of it. You get to choose. How freeing is that? You imprison yourself, you walk willingly into that prison by deciding that you're going to try and live up to and be validated by other people. That you have to keep proving yourself and hustling for your self-worth, as Brené Brown says, in order to fit in. But fitting in is the opposite of belonging. If you belong somewhere, really truly belong there, then you are accepted and loved and valued for who you are. You are enough as you are, however you arrive in each moment. And that is true freedom, that is true belonging, that is true love. It's unconditional. And all of those things gives you a sense of peace. Because you're not worrying if you're worthy or not. You're not worrying if you're going to be accepted or not. You're not worrying if you're good enough. You're not worrying if there's something that you could do that makes you less worthy. You're not worrying if you're a success or not. You're not worrying if you're going to be happy in life or not. You are content. You are enough. You stop running and running and sprinting and hustling and cutting yourself to fit a shape that was moulded by someone else. So yes, for me, in life, what do I want? I don't want to be happy. (laughs) I'm sure I will be very happy, but I'll also be very sad at times. Instead, what I want to cultivate, what I want to choose, what I want to seek is deep inner peace. To know at my very core that I am content with who I am, that I am enough, that I am worthy, that my worthiness never feels subject to conditions. And that is something that I can only give to myself. No one else can give that to me. No material possessions can give that to me. No amount of money can give that to me. No amount of friendships or partners or children or houses or anything. Nothing can give that to me but me. And this means having the right values to bring me peace. Having the right metrics for success to bring me peace. To have the right agreements to bring me peace. To have the right boundaries to bring me peace. All things that I am in control of, that I can account for, that I can choose in each moment. So what does this mean? This means spending time with whoever makes you feel most at peace. Not whoever makes you happiest, because again, people are human. They're, they're flawed. We're going to fight sometimes, and when we fight, I'm not going to be happy. But if you bring me peace because I know that you see the true me and you love me even when we fight, then that's the kind of person I want to be around. Someone who I don't inherently feel unworthy when I'm around. Somebody who I have to feel a sense of shame with because I'm hiding parts of myself, I'm shrinking, I'm silencing myself. Not somebody that I'm afraid of or feel fear around. Not somebody who makes me feel good but in a way that they want. Instead, they are here to being just themselves and that brings me joy when they're just being themselves. It also comes to doing work that brings you peace. So not doing work that brings you a lot of money. It doesn't have to be work that's all that meaningful if you don't want it to be. It's up to you. But you need to feel at peace with that work that you're doing. You need to feel good about it. You need to be content with it. You need to know that it's giving you all that you need and it's enough. Peace helps you sleep at night. I read it somewhere and I've said it before that those who can't sleep at night are not at peace. 
And that really struck me because that feels so true, right? When your mind is stressed, when you're emotionally overwhelmed or afraid of something, you can't sleep. And why? It's because your peace has been disturbed. Your spirit is in turmoil. Your emotions are running ragged. But instead, when you go to sleep at night having had a good day or, you know, you've done what you wanted to do or you just felt good about yourself within yourself that day, you can fall asleep a lot easier because there are no burdens, no stress, no overwhelm, no expectations. You're just at peace. You're just content. You are enough. Peace for me means that even if something awful happens and you're not happy, because of course you can't be, then at least you're at peace. At least you can go inward and be safe. So I always use the example of when a parent passes away, when my mom passes away, I'm not going to feel happy. I'm not going to be shouting from the rooftops. I'm not going to feel joy. I might feel a moment of joy by remembering a memory that we shared, but I'm not going to be happy. I'm going to be grieving. But even in grief, you can feel at peace because you can accept that they've gone. You can accept that you loved them as fiercely as you could whilst they were there and they loved you back. That that person embraced you and loved you and supported you and did everything that you wanted them to do and you did it and gave it back for that time that you shared. And you might, for a while in the stages of grief, fight against it and be like, why now? Why them? I want them back. But you can still, deep down inside, feel at peace within yourself and know that you have a safe space within yourself. And that sounds really ideal to me. It's kind of like the idea of heaven inside of yourself. A place that you can go where you're safe. A place that you can go where it's bright. A place that you can go where you know you can trust. When the world is scary and it's unfair. When it takes things from you. When it's hard to operate. You can breathe. You can slow down. You can pause and go inward. And know that you're safe there. Because you've done the work. Because you've actively tried to be worthy. And prove to yourself that you always were. That you've undone all the learning from before. About what you're supposed to do. And who you're supposed to be. Where you've re-evaluated your values. Where you've undone all these false ideas of what success is. And what happiness is supposed to be. When you've decluttered all the old agreements, all the wonky belief systems, when you've taken a step back and you realise that you've had a beautiful, abundant, wonderful garden within you all along and it was just underneath all the darkness that life had put on top of it. When you've done all that, you will feel a sense of peace and you will know that peace can be chosen in each moment, that peace will always be there within you and you can go there when it's hard when you need it when you need to feel safe and that is very much for the adult you and for your inner child and that for me that sounds beautiful I want to cultivate that in my life so no I for one am not chasing happiness in my life I hope that you have seen some new ideas, some new things that you could do instead to practice your pause, to slow down, to take a beat and to honour and chase and cultivate 
and capture peace instead. To recognise that peace is the strongest, most powerful, most beautiful thing that anybody can have in their life. A sense of peace within kind of puts this halo around you, this protection that when anything from the outside world tries to penetrate and get through, the peace that surrounds you is like an orb and a force field and it says, no, it's okay. We don't need to take this in. We don't need to take this on. It doesn't need to be something that we carry. We are at peace and we are okay. Even when we're not okay, we'll be okay again and make peace and accept and be enough and be content and be worthy and be loved unconditionally by ourselves, for ourselves. (laughs) Take care, guys. I'll speak to you next week. Bye.